1: 24 7 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football hey Han,
0: what you doing with your fun? do flowers have best friends i don't know hey look whoa some answers can only be found in nature discover the unsearchable visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you brought to you by the united states forest service and the ad council
1: You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Happy holidays, I guess. Hello,
0: Matt Elliott here. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask
1: your smart speaker to play the podcast, Lester till I die. Right, Chris. All right there. How you doing? Uh, all right at the back. <sighs> Got over it yet. It's a bit worrying when your manager finds out we're in a European competition and he knows nothing about it. I think probably saying that he, he didn't know anything about it might have been a good idea um, had we not been now falling into it. It just can't seem to get it right. Dare I say, dare I say, and I probably can't, but I'm going to anyway, must-win game this weekend? <laughs> on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die subscribe like follow and join in now so how are we all feeling um i'm (laughs) looking at a couple of comments that have already come in and i'm guessing you're not um JB, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? If we lose this game, he has to go. Newcastle are dreadful. Facebook user, stick your name at the end so we know who you are, sir. Uh, Welcome along. They are bound to score at least two goals. It was said by a commentator the other day that how confident was the Leicester players feel when they know going into any game that to stand a chance of winning, they're going to have to score at least two goals. (laughs) That is it. Uh, It it, is never a truer word been said. Do you agree with that, Brad?
0: Sorry about that, mate. Um, yeah, it is, It is. Um, you know, uh, not being able to defend from a corner is, it's embarrassing, it's getting annoying to, to kind of see, it's kind of like, it's like a horror show that you found, or a comedy show that you found funny at first, because it happened, yeah. and there was a few comical moments, and then, your mates make you watch it again and again and again, and you're so used to it, you're like, this isn't funny anymore. It's just embarrassing to watch. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe the under-sixes coach could teach them how to defend corners, because I'm sure it's not the same issue we have lower down in our divisions. Um do, sure it's not an you're... issue that we're having elsewhere. So do I don't understand why then... it's an issue at the first team. And is it or is, is it Brendan? Well, yeah, I don't know if this still goes on and off, We'll probably but, never find oh. out if one of them loses the job because the only one that's yeah. probably going to lose their job out of the them will be Brendan and Kolo will probably walk with him.
1: Yeah. You know, when you were at school though, Brad, certainly when I was at school, I'm going back further than you, obviously, the PE teacher was also the football coach, the cricket coach, the rugby coach, and also the geography teacher. For some reason, it was always geography. Maybe we could get a geography teacher in that could do a better job on getting our defenders to defend than the coaches that we've got in at the moment?
0: Well, well um, yeah, maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. Last night, I'll actually say that Leicester defended set pieces well. I mean, I think we should have got a bonus goal from actually not conceding from a corner, but that's not how the European competition works. We all know that because 97th minute, we nearly had a skin saved and and good old League of Warsaw decided to put penalty nice and easy for the goalkeeper to save. But I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Maybe we need to Ralph it up a bit. I don't know. Maybe we need to make an appointment elsewhere. If it's not the manager and we're not blaming somebody else, maybe we need to uh, Ralph regnet the situation. Yeah. Maybe we need to get someone in that's going to look at it completely different and go, I don't know, maybe someone who's got a tactic board and, and, and pens and, and, and a marker should come into the job and show them what to I don't know. I don't know, mate. I, any experts out there, let us know.
1: I tell you what, mate, I've been mean, listening to your, uh, to your tactical analysis. I think, uh, I think they could do with you. Um, two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, It's on Sky Sports, if you have that platform. Matchday live on lcfc.com forward slash radio. And both BBC's radios, Leicester's, and Radio 5 as well. And other areas of being able to watch it are also available. Um, Our record against Newcastle. We played them 28 times in the Prem. We've won 11. They've won 12. Five at home, seven away. Um, I've just was doing, Brad, a a Newcastle um, show before I came live on here. And I'm not confident. And there's a lot of Newcastle fans saying, I've never looked forward to a game as much as I'm looking forward to this one.
0: No, I'm not confident either, mate. And I can't blame any Leicester fans that are sat there not confident about this game. And and you know what? Fair play to those that are sat there still fairly confident of the game because... You know, I've always said that. You know, like everything in life, every good thing comes to an end, and every bad thing comes to an yeah. end. But it's like it's like joining a very dodgy gang, isn't it? It's easy to get into, but it's hard to get out of, and that's what a bad run's like for clubs. But you know, bad runs always seem to last longer and, and have a lasting effect than a good run does. Even though sometimes you'll look at a good run and realize it stretched over like 14, 15 games and the bad one was only six or seven, it just feels so bad because it's negative towards your club. But, and this is also the game where, in fairness to Newcastle, yes, they did pick up the first three points, but it wasn't the most glamorous. I still stand by my statement with Newcastle polished a turd, it's still a turd with the quality of players they've got there minus a few names. Mm. But, This will be an interesting game. Um, I don't think Eddie Howe has had the desired effect he was hoping to yet. He may have to bring in his own £40 million dominant Solanke to get that effect at at Newcastle. We will see. But this is going to be an interesting game. And it's probably the first time we've played a Newcastle side that I'm sat here going, I don't think we'll get the three points. You know, Mm -hmm. even last year, and they beat us 4-2 last year, I went into that game expecting... Leicester to come out with something positive. And I, I, I'm i just in that position of mind with Leicester and I just can't see it.
1: I mean, you know, they, they beat us 4-2 on a season where we were reasonably on a high, although we were kind of, you know, coming towards our, our usual end of season um, tail-off. Uh, they were sort of looking at relegation. Again, I can remember none of their fans thinking they would get anything from the game. And they were 4-0 up. Now, let's just list 4-0 up. And I, I just, I, I am so I am so fearful. And that was what it was like last season with a muppet, as they would say, in Steve Bruce as a manager. Eddie Howe's got some tactical notes about him. He did us a couple of times when he was at Bournemouth, so he knows what he's doing um i am really really scared the newcastle fan he said to me said like you know you know how do you think uh leicester will line up and i said it doesn't really matter i said get a corner after two minutes and you'll be a goal up just get your just get your strikers to to mark our defenders and we'll give you the ball in our area and you can score (laughs)
0: Well, at the moment, mate, all you need to do as an op- opposition ball is it, it, whack the ball long into our box, hope our defense don't clear it, have a shot, and if it's in the first five minutes, it's got a good chance of going in, regardless of who's at the back and regardless of who's in goal. But you know, stranger things will happen, aren't they? Like you just said, we were reasonably flying there, you know, at that point when before we played Newcastle, we, we were actually looking like the team that had learned their lesson from the year before because even though we'd had a few draws or defeats, so we would then bounce back with a few wins. But, you know, this could also, you know, just as just as I mentioned there, this could easily be a game where we're all sat there, either at home or at the ground or wherever we are around the world watching it going, this is going to be a long afternoon. And then lo, lo and behold, Leicester probably score from a corner in the first three minutes and Leicester will win the game 4-0. It just, it, it, this is Leicester and that's how we do things. It would just be typical that we do it in such a weird style, to be honest with you. Totally, totally. Um,
1: apparently we're again likely to be without many of our first team squad, but then you know, you could argue that they haven't been turning up for 15 games this season, so we won't, probably won't miss them. Um mm. because of COVID or other illnesses. I mean, that's in Acho and Luckman. Well, they've they've they're off, so presumably they won't they miss the game the other night. They're probably be pleased they they the other night. Um Yuri Tillemans and Ryan Bertrand could feature after both return without injury uh, from the game on Thursday. To me, I've got to be honest with you,
0: I wouldn't start either of them. I understand that, but both have been out for long long, long periods in, in today's football standards. Um, the way the game's played and the amount of games that are played. Big up, Static. Nice, Static. Um, um, it's one of them for me where look, Bertrand didn't do a lot wrong last night. I just find a stable game, considering we conceded three goals. I actually think he had a steady game. I don't think he was any dissimilar to, um, to Luke Thomas, who's been playing there recently, even Dave. Um, and I don't, you know, Tillemans has just come back from an injury. Um, Maybe he did a few things, just trying to kickstart his return with a bang. I mean, he took some silly shots that are fully fit up to up to standard, Yuri. I wouldn't mind hitting them, but you could tell he'd only had maybe a training session or two mm-hmm. before that game. He, he was very rusted. I, I personally wouldn't mind if it was Bertrand picked on Sunday. I mean, Thomas was on the bench. So it wasn't like it was COVID or the illness that was keeping him out. Bertrand was picked tactically uh, against Napoli, and Tillemans is, is is a player that we sit here with a Tillemans or a Madison or maybe even a Barnes mm. and think, oh, well, they're a bit off the boil, maybe we should drop them. But they're also one that you struggle to look at that 11 and go, well, actually, we can't afford to leave him out mm. in, in a way. So I'm not I'm not opposed to either of them playing, actually, at the weekend.
1: JB, he says he's Rogers out. Thursday was it for me. Well, tomorrow, and I was talking about Brad, it will probably be about five o'clock tomorrow, Brad, if that's okay. We are going to be doing an in-out, shake it all about show. It's yes. <laughs> got yes, a we Rogers are. in and a Rogers out person on. Brad's the in. Um, we've got Ant coming on as the out, and I'll be shaking it about in the middle, um, which is a bit of a scary thought at five o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, come on and let us know your thoughts on Rogers and whether it is a must win game for him on Sunday. Um, hi to Sean, hi, hi to David and Terry, hi to Ankit, hello there, how the devil are you, sir? Uh, you David, you. You see, I just think that for, for me. As David said, they wouldn't start uh, uh Bertrand. They I know he was just coming back from injury, and then, as was Tillerman's, and you've got to accept that they're not fully fit or full up to match fitness, shall we say? Um, but that's so unlike Brendan because normally he'd have hauled them off after 45 minutes. I mean, Bertrand was was it their second goal? He he played everybody on side by a mile and a half, you know, he just wasn't concentrating. Yeah. And if that was Luke Thomas, he would be absolutely roasted for that. And, but Ryan Bertrand is, is experienced, as everybody keeps saying, he's won the, the Champions League and what have you. He should be looking across that line with his experience saying, oh, shit, I need to move up here. Yeah,
0: but the, the, the problem is, and, hmm. and it's easy to look at it from that perspective, but when you look at it, maybe throughout the things and, it, and and as you know the, the whole reason that I got involved in in, in, in got really interested in, in trying to notice things in, in in Leicester's design and their tactics and it's something I really touched up upon in in the segment last night was the way Leicester are defending and trying to press in a, when they're defending They're leaving that side open, so they're always going to be playing somebody on side. So unfortunately, just because a team attacks down that right side more than they do the left, it's always going to be noticed when a Bertrand or a Thomas makes a mistake or gets caught out. They're not doing it because of their inexperience or their lack of ability to play at this level anymore, like people have suggested about Bertrand. It's their instructions. We're doing a three-man press. a back line of four so we have to have a a a defender and it is you know the resulting left or it is the resulting wing back depending on which side they're pressing on that's free that has to hover between the middle and the width, which is why last last night on several occasions napoli broke down one side And had the space to run into because that person on that side of the field was then going, okay. they've played the ball this way. I will track back and cover on there. It's easy just to blame it when you're only seeing it. But you've got to remember, where is he getting these instructions from? He's not not walked out into that pitch and just decided he's not going to mark his player. He's been told, if them three are over there, you fit here. Not here, where you should be. I want you here so you can cover both bases. Mm. they are not actually designed for that. They're not designed to cover all bases. They're, they're, they're designed to track back, allow your team to get back defensively and push forward and help create chances. Yeah, I don't actually blame Bertrand for the second goal. I blame, mm. funny enough, I blame Brendan, despite the fact yeah. that I'll be defending him. <laughs> oh, Br-
1: uh, JB says there. Brad, why are you Rogers in? We will we'll ask him tomorrow night. Join us at
0: five o'clock tomorrow. tomorrow. mate.
1: No, no. <laughs> We've both got a show to do after this. We haven't got enough time for that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Welcome to uh, Luca, the Arsenal fan. Um, he did say, "How is the Conference League, Chris?" Um, How are yeah, you,
0: Luca? Yeah,
1: you—you'll never know because you're not in Europe this season. So, you know, how's how's not been in Europe for a season? And how how's the process going, Luca? Is it working well, the process? Um take that, Luca. <laughs> he, he's he's a good lad, Luca. He can take it yeah. on the chin. Um, so we have got uh we say um Newcastle. This is how it's looking form-wise. Um you wouldn't know we were halfway up the table. Um that you know, we've got one win against Watford. We've got a couple of draws. I mean, if the others were decent, you would kind of say, okay, Chelsea this season might be a bit of a of a given, you know. But but Newcastle there lost to Arsenal. Bloody hell, you know. I mean, that takes some doing, doesn't it? <laughs> but they drew with Brentford, drew with Brighton, and could only draw with uh, Norwich, and then managed to just get past Burnley uh, thanks to a bit of a ping pong in in their box. So it it. I have a feeling this could be a really, really scrappy game, Brad.
0: It's, you know what? It's either going to be one of them where you're watching and it's goals galore, or, or it's going to be what we and you like to coin as the classic last on the day, which is it'll be last on match of the day too. It's either going to be that, or we're going to faint because Leicester don't concede, and we're then going to wake up and realise we, we didn't concede because it was that boring of a game because neither side wants to lose it. It's going to be an interesting one and in a way I hope it's got loads of goals and in a way I hope it's got the we don't concede part of the second part in it. That that would be a nice little boost going into the Christmas period.
1: Well, we need a boost, but like we've said before, I mean, we've got a tough Christmas coming up, but it, it would be Leicester to lose against Newcastle, probably against Everton, and then go ahead and beat Tottenham, Manchester City and Liverpool twice.
0: Yeah, it would be would be typical Leicester. I mean, I've always infamously stated, I say inf- infamously stated. I think it's quite a known tag that Leicester develops over the years. Is is the only thing that Leicester are consistent at doing is being inconsistent. Yeah. Um. But I would not be surprised, and I'm I, well. Actually, I already, I'm a little bit surprised with the way the media are that we haven't already seen the clicheic three games to save his job. Brendan warned. The mm. results against Everton, Spurs and Newcastle uh, are vital. You know, something like that, you know, because the, the media always loves to do that when a man is just not performing well in the league. They've done it a few times with Ollie, you know, 15th time was a charm with them reporting him going. So, but um, no, it's, it is one of them where I, I, I totally agree. We could lose to Newcastle, go and beat Everton, go and beat Spurs and go and, and then suddenly we don't lose in the next five games. But I don't think you can afford to do that because I think if you lose to Newcastle, you're going to see them reports. You're going to get told that Everton, Tottenham, Man City, or Liverpool, whichever way around it is, we play them first. I think it's Liverpool first. That the times will play them. Um, that he'll be told that's you know the papers will start reporting. That's the games he's got to get results from and save his job. Um, so let's just hope we don't get to that point with the press and 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 we uh maybe when we're not looking like winning go out and do exactly that
1: well fingers crossed Bookline, good evening so how the devil are you welcome along it's been a while not seeing you but uh you're welcome back a very good point there do most newcastle fans know they're probably going to be replaced next year uh will they be
0: motivated to win See, I don't think they will be replaced next year. They're, they're, their season's gone that badly that even if they go on a run, and I don't see it any time soon, but even if they somehow magically turn it around after a January transfer window, they'll probably only end up finishing about 14th anyway. Let's mm. face it. They're not going to suddenly become a top eight side after the no. January transfer window. No. Um, A lot of these players, I can see where Brookline's coming from by saying that they're you know they—they're they're, they're they're not going to be gonna looking Newcastle, over the shoulder, aren't they? Yeah, but there's also some players that even if they're looking over the shoulder, they'll go, "Oh, all right, maybe Newcastle are going to spend sixty million on replacing me or competition for me." But I feel I'm good enough to still play in the Premier League. So, you know, maybe a Watford need a player like me. Maybe an Aston Villa are looking to invest. Maybe Everton want a player like me. If I can still put in a performance, even if my team's not winning. And I look good out of it, a bit. you know. That's when you find that people start putting eyes in the word teams conveniently. But that's what these players will do to look after their own careers. I, yeah. c- I could never see. I've never seen a player, maybe apart from Kane, who can down tools in in a team where he's not really that brilliant anyway, uh, and then expect to still be earning a high weight next season. It's not going to do him any good or his career. So. There's probably some players out there that'll be hoping that the Newcastle transformation maybe takes a few years so they're in that early development more than an instant yeah. impact. Yeah. Unless Mbappé fancies turn turn up on Friday night to open against Millwall. and I, I don't know. Maybe Mbappé has always dreamed about playing Millwall on a Friday night in a championship opener. I don't know. <laughs>
1: You know who who knows it might be his secret, I mean, let's be honest with you, it was that guy that was a dream it was to play in Saudi Arabia, you know I mean you never, yeah, know. I you feel never a million. know
0: yeah
1: yeah Dave David says here, the problem is that we have no cohesion up front, Vardy's on his own, Barnes pedestrian on left, Luckman said about him on the right, and is in the middle. We are so thin up top, three five two for me what would you what formation would you go for, Brad?
0: Uh I would uh and any any FIFA fans will know this one when I say I'd go for the four two 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 two. Which is not so that really many players we probably still concede a goal. <laughs> well probably. No, it's the four triple two essentially, and essentially it is the four three three or or a very narrow four-two, a four-four-two. But yeah, last night really did it for me because I actually I didn't bring this point up on the night, but I noticed that Harvey Barnes gets a very good 45 minutes and then struggles to do anything in the second half, he still makes chances, but he struggles being pinned out on that left-hand side. And when I noticed that Madison was on the right because Lutman couldn't travel, illness, or for whatever reason, I assumed that he was actually using that tactic because Madison is no good to us as a right-winger. We've discussed this whole right-winger issue many a times over the last three seasons, but I essentially... Um thought that we was going to go with two central midfielders, have Barnes as a what you'd call a, a left center attacking midfielder and, and Madison playing a right center attacking midfielder, and then I was expecting maybe Bardi and somebody to be the front pair and i I would have liked to have seen that uh, and I'd like to see it going forward because again, if you check out the last few videos, you'll notice what I'm talking about here. But it would help us be able to pass the ball more than five yards. It'd help us be able to cover that ten-yard gap where there's nobody between an opposition player and our player. I'd like to, I'd like to be able to fill that pitch, even if it does make us a bit narrow. Because you could you could give Barnes that free roaming role. So if he feels it's better to go outside, he can go outside. If he feels it's better to stay tucked in, he can stay tucked in. It makes him a little bit less predictable or easier to mark. So yeah, the four triple two for me would 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 work. I, I mean, I went I, I was, went
1: four four two because I just think we you know uh, as David said there, Vardy is so isolated on his own, uh, and I know you mentioned when we were chatting before the show that we can't. D- Withstand because of the way we're playing this season. We can't afford to have a season where Vardy goes on a run and doesn't score regularly. But surely, if he's not getting the 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 service and he's maybe having to come back to try and get the ball, we're not using him to his best. You know, surely he needs a partner up there. Oh, I
0: mean, he had a partner up there, and he scored like 19 goals in all competitions of the season. And then we reverted back to one up front. But this is what I mean. This is why I don't understand if he. You know, sometimes you could look at maybe Leicester's squad, and you could be forgiven for going, ah, yeah, I understand why he's not doing this because if he does this, it means so and so and so and so would not fit into the strategy. But if you played a narrow four, I'm just going to call it a narrow four four two for anyone that doesn't get all mm. technical and and up to date with the the new slang term for tactics of this this ball trophy. So but you played a narrow four four two, you accommodate and you accommodate Samore playing, you accommodate Barnes you accommodate Madison playing, you accommodate and or Daka playing, and you accommodate Vardy playing. You get your strongest, attack-wise, you've got the strongest options available to play that system. Like I said, we've seen that over the years that Barnes is clearly interchangeable to cut inside and then stick out to the left. Well, if you gave him that option of freedom and didn't make it so programmed, that when we come forward and spring these counter attacks, we'd already have the Madisons and the Barnes in the positions where they need to be, and not trying to pick up the ball ten yards inside our half, half to get to them attacking positions. I honestly think a narrow four four two essentially gets Leicester playing mm. the football that they tried to play last night and have tried to play over the last couple of weeks, and get the best results out of it. Yeah.
1: Chris, uh, you. good evening sir, how the devil are you, welcome along, I haven't seen you in here before, you are more than welcome, uh, I think Eddie uh, has brought a team spirit to the side, I mean we know Eddie, I mean I know Eddie from what he did at Bournemouth, which was totally amazing, and he will. I think he will keep Newcastle up to be honest with you, um, and he knows Leicester, you know he's got a few wins over us, and they, yes they do have goals in their side, David exactly what I was saying, um, up, up front, uh, Vardy and Daka together, uh, yeah, he's just said, Scott, basically a four-four-two. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Newcastle United have won three of their last four away league matches against us. Oh, <laughs> squeeze those bottom cheeks in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not one
0: not that said.
1: Run. That said, since their return to the Premier League in two thousand and fourteen, Leicester have won more matches against Newcastle than they have versus any other side in the competition, with eight. So you know, it's, uh, no, it's going it. to be as that's, it's only going to be the most drab uh, attrition based match you can see, or it'll be five all or something, won't it? You know, yeah, but yeah. but talk, talking.
0: Oh no, don't do mind. I was just going to say as long as it's not rem- reminiscent of that four-three Newcastle defeat where Shearer came on and banged in a hat trick against us, uh, I'll be happy yeah. with like a five-four.
1: That wasn't the time when he trod on um, Neil Lennon. No, that was, uh, no, was, it was it? That
0: James- <laughs> no, it was at St James's <laughs> Park, but it might uh-huh. have been the same season, or it might that might have been the same season afterwards. I know what incident you're on about, but no, that was at St yeah. James's Park. It was live on Sky.
1: Right. Um, I watched Brookline says some 2016 games yesterday. Vardy with Okazaki running around with him. A solid defensive shape and a lot of talk in Hooth for Fuchs and Morgan. Uh, David says about Barnes either he is lazy or doesn't know how, but he but but he is it that he can never use his speed to catch up to any players uh, who carry the ball past him as if defending is below his pay grade. Uh, and Casper was trying to play out from the back. Well, we we know that. I don't don't really think that's Casper. I do think that is Brendan. So if we go, and we've pretty much agreed on this 4-4-2. Yeah, basically what what I said to the Newcastle fans, just do that in your team talk, Eddie. Get a corner and it's a goal. But we've gone for this 4-4-2, Brad. So I'm going to ask you, in, within that 4 4 2, a couple of positions when and I'm I'm looking at the players that were available the other night, and presuming that the others might not be available. Bertrand or Thomas. Honestly,
0: yeah, Bertrand. Bertrand right. for me. Well, wow. wow. um, I think well, he's just got a bit more of an aggression, and his experience actually more shines through on his ability to get into the attacking um areas for Leicester that's, that's what you're needing for the win back I feel that Thomas is very much my job's that job if that makes sense mm. it's up and down for Thomas and I think to expose Newcastle we need the left back pushing in so yeah I'd go with Bertrand
1: again I mean this is the starting whether they play the full 90 or, or, yes. or not is another matter Um Telemans Sumari or Hamza
0: Uh, Tillemans. Face it, from apart from his injury and, 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 you know, his sluggish return last night, Tillemans is hands down the better out of all of them too.
1: Yeah, overall he is, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, is he coming back? Would it be better starting one of the others and then bringing him on you know, with half an hour to go. Not not the normal Brendan, bring him on at 89 minutes when it's too late to do
0: fuck all. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I could see that, but I ju- I just think the impetus is there that you want to get a player like Tillemans flowing and back to his best as quick as possible. And the only way you're going to do that um, is to play him. It, it's just clear with Tillemans, as we've seen. So, yeah, Tillemans for me.
1: Another option, and I had forgotten this one, Scott. Thank you very much. Um, KDH. Yeah.
0: I, uh, uh, I liked I'm him the other night.
1: I did like him the other
0: night. I did like it. Um, maybe if you're going to go for that diamond one, and uh, you could take out Barnes and put KDH there if you're going to predominantly get him to play in there. I just don't know where he fits in if you're trying to get him, Tillemans and Madison and Ndidi in that midfield. If you're putting Madison up as the right diamond in the attacking front, then maybe you do, but then you're also saying to Ndidi that he drops to the bench. Um, So it's a bit difficult to get him in. I'd like to see more of him, but I'm impressed with what I saw of him. It was a great goal he scored, but... (coughs) It'd be Two more, well,
1: Vestergaard, sorry, Can I say Amarty? <laughs> you can, because again, another one I'd forgotten. Uh, who was, minister, was it on the bench? I'm wondering if he's was he got COVID or not.
0: Well, I know there was an illness going around as well, wasn't They did say it was hmm. COVID and an illness. Now, if Amarty is just an illness and he's okay and he's fit to play I would actually genuinely pick a Marty over over them to go alongside Evans. Out of the options you just gave me god has gotta be worth another shout And we can't do any worse than what Sayunchu's been doing at the moment for no. tracking back errors. Um no. people might laugh and say don't go anywhere near best of God." but honestly with the way our defence is at the moment people are saying it don't matter then where's the harm in giving best of God? Another chance yeah. if he's settled in a bit more and got his head right, he could prove a lot of people wrong. I, yeah. you know, screw it. Out of them two, I'd go Vestergaard. But out of the three of them, it's on Martin.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good point,
0: that. Uh, lookman or Brighton? Um, lookman I, I just feel like, yes, he blows hot and cold at times. But again, we moan that Vardy doesn't get the service, so we can't blame Vardy. Well, sometimes lookman's found picking up the ball at the edge of our box. That's him mm-hmm. getting his own service when he really should be higher up the pitch. That's what we signed him for. I know that's why we've got these players playing left and right in the attacking sense. So I think sometimes people need to notice where Luton is on the pitch. Um, I love I love Kevin. I love him. But mm-hmm. for me, he's the impact sub. Now, he's the guy that should be getting on at about 70, 75 minutes, not 89 minutes. But for starting-wise, I'd like to see um, Adamo and Lutman because he also picks up very good positions for them. Ball's well notably his goal that he scored he was right there for you You yeah. mess this up it's going in the net and they messed it up it got through to Lutman and he and he, he put it in so yeah. for that reason I would pick Lutman
1: and finally um, Ward or Schmeichel
0: I think this might be a chance for Ward
1: well, I said exactly the same. I would have when I picked my team uh, on the Newcastle show. I said let's stick Ward in.
0: Yeah. Um, however, now I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I don't know if devil advocate is the right term, but I would make the switch back to Casper on one suggestion. Don't Evans not say corners. <laughs> no, we and you know I'm an advocate for goalkeepers being. Um, for being captain, being one myself. Not a captain, but being a goalkeeper. Uh, But me personally, I would take that strain off Schmeichel and let Evans control that back line. Because Mm. something is clearly the communication between Evans, an experienced man who's played at the highest levels. He's played for Manchester United. He's been around captains. I'm not too sure. Maybe someone will tell me, but he's also probably captained himself most certainly at West Brom, he was a captain. I would now tell Casper, even if it's a case of, you know, the face and the mask situation, you're the mask captain because I don't want to take it off. I don't want to disrupt too much and cause an argument between people, but defensively leave it to Evan sort of thing. I don't know how Brendan would go about it, but me personally, I think there's such a miscommunication between well, you're telling me to do that, but he's the captain, and he's telling me to do this. What, what, who am I yeah. listening? You know, too many cooks for the broth. Yeah, Give the captaincy exactly. to Evans uh, yeah. would be me, and I would stick with Schmeichel and goal. But if you're not, you can't have your captain. You maybe may, maybe maybe that's why Ward gets in. You can't have your captain on the bench. You need your captain on the pitch. So mm. maybe Ward gets in. I was glad we yeah. kept Captain Swearing for Napoli, but yeah, definitely I would yeah. see Ward. Well,
1: this uh, you know what's coming, don't you? Because this is Brendan announcing his team. My answer is I don't have the first damn clue. (laughs)
0: Unfortunately,
1: unfortunately, that's how it's getting, Brendan. You are becoming a bit of a joke. Um, We're going to be looking at a player that you've picked out that's going to cause us a bit of trouble straight after this. Leicester till I TV, hmm. your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. I've got to be honest with you. When you said this, I was totally in tune with you. Alan Saint Maxim, one to watch.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a frighteningly good player. You know, in 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 a piles of Substandard, low-end Premiership quality slash Championship quality players, and there's Newcastle fans that no, I'm not insulting them by saying that they they, they would gladly rip through their team and go Championship, Championship, barely Premier. You know, I'm not trying to be nasty or anything. I'm not trying to do it no. just to get a response from Newcastle fans. Um, but he's one of them that Saint Maximin really does cause teams issues. I mean, if you if you were to probably go back over opposition shows uh you know around YouTube and and when they're playing Newcastle go, is there a player that stands out for you that's going to cause us a threat? It's gonna be probably more times than not, either Callum Wilson or St Maxman And with our defensive frailties and, and our, our our marking system at the moment, I really do worry that St Maximan's going to get in behind our defence and probably win them three goals. I mean three corners at least. In, 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 in quick succession, he's quite good at winning goals. I mean, corners but, but for them. So um, <laughs> that's that's my worry, mate.
1: Yeah. Uh, t- the guy was picking out as well uh, uh, to be a threat to us. Um, yeah. I I didn't and Brookline's just said there. Uh I don't I think I think Inacho is definitely out, I think, with COVID Brookline. So I don't think he can play. Uh and Marty, we're not sure about. Um just see if it says here. Um but he, he, he did mention the P word. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Just tumbleweed going across there. Did you hear it? Tumbleweed. <laughs> I think on that thing we should uh, we should move move on. I mean, if we are comparing, and this is the season so far, and like I said, I do know you're not a stat man, but this is what the uh, Premier League is saying our seasons look like so far. Um, they've only won the one. Obviously, that was against Burnley. Uh, they've drawn seven, uh, so, but they've only lost one more than us. Um, the average goal scored one just over one, we're one and a half conceded isn't a lot worse than us. We've they've conceded thirty and they're in the bottom uh, two. We've conceded twenty seven guys, um, and we have both only kept one clean sheet. Chances, yeah, we are, have created more chances. We, we're not going to keep a clean sheet tomorrow, are we? Should we have a should we have like a, a raffle to see uh, how many minutes until we until we concede the first goal?
0: Well, you could mate, but you wouldn't be giving out lots of prizes for in the first ten minutes, would you? Because Leicester are very good at conceding the first. I mean, no, that's what I mean like... when
1: when we concede the yeah. first goal. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, you just
0: you'd be giving out odd socks for the first minute award, wouldn't you? Because they'd be very <laughs> yeah. low down. There'd be a lot of people betting on it or getting yeah. the raffle. Oh yeah, gold. yeah. And yes. the only good thing about them stats, mate, and it is the only good thing about them stats is at least at least we know Newcastle aren't keeping a clean sheet based on that.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, but this is this, is this is Leicester. So you look at that and you think, like, pff, you know, how are we going to? Um, um, Brookline's coming in with some with some Perez stats for you. So this might be a bit interesting. Um, well, this, gone, entertain me, Brookline. Entertainment. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this to be honest with you. Um, you mentioned him there, Alan St. Maxim. He's got the most assists out of the two teams. Uh Vardy's got the most goals, three more than Callan Wilson. This we said the other day, this is the frightening one. Tackle's brilliant that we've got the top two there. So <laughs> Yunchu, nine hundred and forty-five passes. Indeedy and Tillemans, who are our two main midfielders, and I always think, tell me if I'm wrong, Brad, that I expect the midfielders to be top in the passing because they're the ones that are getting the ball and spraying it out or passing it back, whatever. That just shows how much we are weeing about at the back of the games when we should be going forward, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it probably also... Shows you how many times that Casper, you know, it definitely shows you how many times Casper's been passing to Soinchu.
1: Yeah,
0: and how many times that Soinchu's probably made a pass and then got it back from somebody, or he's made a pass and it's gone straight to an opposition player, and then he's had to tackle to get it back. Um, and uh, you know, so it's not great reading. You know, you normally look into that and think, like you said, the players underneath them you're expecting to see with the higher pass rates. Um, I would like to wonder how many of them were to a lesser player that he passes to, because I suppose you can successfully pass it to the opposition, can't you? I wonder if any of them I, were successfully
1: I think counted. that would be, yeah, I think that would be passes to his own team. I would hope so, anyway. <laughs> I would hope well, so.
0: You'd like to think that the figures weren't doubled if you included both of them. <laughs>
1: Andrew says there, that's 945 new attacks, according to Brendan. Right. <laughs> like it, like it. Yeah, yeah, right. wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it is, like we said before, I think this month is the defining month of our season, this season. I mean, yeah. we've already had the Euro-, Euro European game, which we now know where we are with that. We're in February. And so we don't get February off from Europe and we, we're going down and playing another team that we've we've never heard of. But you know, these are the games that we have got coming up uh after Newcastle. We've got Tottenham if it's not cancelled um at home. And we do know what however bad we are or however good we are, we can't seem to beat Tottenham. Uh we've got Everton uh away. We've got Liverpool in, in the quarterfinals of the Caribou Cup. Uh, Man City away on Boxing Day. Liverpool at home on the 28th. And I doubt we'll even beat... Because I think we, we struggled. I remember when we played Norwich in January a couple of seasons ago that they be just. That is scary when you look at that in our form, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. The only reprieve that you maybe have in there it all depends what happens with injuries and players that go away is in the, in, in the greatest respect, I can imagine that the focus, like I said, will now firmly focus on our league position. Now that, I mean, because either way, either way, the European competition was done for the first foreseeable, no matter where Leicester finished, whether it was first, second or third. So, I don't see a strong squad going out into that Carabao Cup game against Liverpool. Um, yeah. In fact, I think it'd be almost shambolic and and, and football suicide to put out a strong side in, on the 22nd of December when you've got the 26th and 28th, respectively, you've got them games coming up. I do think that's a bit of madness. So um, uh, I don't... That's the only little break and reprieve you get. Maybe you can afford to play two mm. teams similar elevens back to back. Um, and then have that rested period before them games. But it's it's not looking good on paper, but we've played if we were to play this season by paper, we'd be third with <laughs> our expectations of results. Yep. So indeed. indeed, um, indeed. Again. Football we'll being a funny old game and Leicester being out of the eye, I could probably see us getting nine points somehow from from that <laughs> yes. list up until January.
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, guys, on the 23rd of December, and Brad may be away then, we are going to be doing a Rate the Player uh, season, so or Rate the rate the Player so far this season show. Uh, I'm sure if Brad can't make it, then he'll email me his votes because I'm sure he'll be giving... Uh, Attend to this, to this uh, to this guy, Perez. Now, this is what Brookline says about him, uh, Brad, or rather what Google Sports says. Perez started the number 10... the Sorry, let me put my teeth in and start this again. Google says Perez started in the number 10 three times last year, 5-0 over Sheffield United, 3-1 win over Manchester United in the FA Cup, and 1-0 over Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Now... I would say, <laughs> yeah, I would say, Brookline, that's three games. What was he doing for the other 13, 42, whatever games we played during the season? Where What was he doing for
0: that? that all, sweet FA, wasting our lives. I mean, I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> One of the questions
1: when I was on the Newcastle show earlier and uh, was about Perez. And he said, Oh, Perez hasn't had the best start, has he? And I did I did actually say to him, We've still got the receipt. Can we say he was damaged when we got him and, and have our money back? And and they wouldn't give us the money back, I'm afraid. So that kind of sums it up really. Although he was in good form. They did say when he actually left, he was in good form. Um
0: Brookline yeah, says we that you saw the jinx on him I'll... there, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I went back over the last 32 games, including the last two games, games where Perez started, nine wins, three losses, three draws. All I will say, and, you know, you, you, know, you, you make a good point there. But line. I mean, we, don't, we, we, we disagree with each other on this football for you, but it can't be any worse, can it, Brad? You know, stick him on. What have we got to lose?
0: A dignity self respect, playing with 10 you. men. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm sorry. For, for me, we're talking, and I, I totally understand where he's coming from with the facts that he's pointing out. But this is, this is again, why I'm such an advocate of not bothering with stats when it comes to it. I think you have to look at the principle of the thing. Perez isn't the reason we won them games, let's face it. Sheffield United had, in fact, Sheffield United that season, Their first win didn't come till January against Newcastle. We were always going to trounce them 5-0. Well, maybe not 5-0. We were always going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. You're talking then again, looking at the other ones. Okay, Chelsea in the FA Cup. Let's face it, they didn't judge that handball or knee deflection to be an handball. And it wasn't in the build-up of play, so it wasn't even checked by VAR officially in the goal. So... You're kind of thanking your lucky stars, it wasn't looked at, even though to be fair if it was looked at, they've been very harsh to not give it. I understand yeah. that you can you can always look at stats and go, well, oh, they've played that. But if I did that with every single Leicester player that underperformed, then I'm telling you this now, Mark Defrice would be a god amongst men at Leicester.
1: <laughs> don't, don't you you've just sent a shiver down my spine mentioning that.
0: Well, <laughs> but he scored the winner against Tottenham in that FA Cup, mate. So that makes him a hero. Yes. No, you know, you know what I mean? I, it's all perspective and how you analyse things and what yes. you choose to use as your analytic basis. It is. It is. It is.
1: Right, we're gonna we're gonna move on because we're gonna uh, say we both got a couple of shows to move on to after this. We're 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 busy little bees, aren't we, Brad? Busy little bees. Yes, mate. Um, I've got this
0: stream, another stream, then another stream after that, and then yeah. I still got to find myself the energy to watch the Ashes tonight. So
1: that's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, we could be back in them. Apparently, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Although yeah. our first innings, our first innings is well, our batting in the first innings was as good as Leicester's defending. Not
1: very, yeah. don't, don't, don't get me cricket. on the cricket. I don't, I I, I, I like 2020 because it's short, sweet, and fast. Tests they bore me, but that's, that's just me. Um, score predictions now, this is how they've gone. Um, everything I've said, I, I can just never, never go against my team. So I've gone for a 3 1 Leicester win in the hope that this is the game when we kick start our season. Please, God, if I had a pound for every time I said that, I'd, I could retire. Uh, in Marshall, Big Marsh has gone 2-1, as in fact has Steve Walsh and Jerry Taggart, who says it is – and then even he said when he messaged me that it is a must-win game for us. Steve Linex, he thinks Newcastle are going to do it. Um... I think <laughs> he could well be right. Uh, Ian Wilson has gone 3-0, which I think he's probably pushing it a little bit, thinking that we're going to keep a clean sheet again. But uh, good on
0: you, Ian. Um, Brad, what, what are you going to go for? Just put me up on the big screen, mate. Give me my little big screen moment, because I'm going to let people read my funny way of predicting it. See that? If You can't read it because I'm a Jesus lights. The richest Championship of... Club. Minus two. two
1: can't defend a corner. Minus two.
0: <laughs> That's honestly, mate. It is. It's the battle of the richest championship club versus can't defend a corner FC, and it's. Prob- I'm going for a two-all draw, mate, because it's our scoreline at the moment. We can't stop conceding at least two goals a game.
1: No, um, no, that is true.
0: I mean, so yeah, I've gone. I've gone for that, and I thought I'd just put that a little bit because of a few discussions I've been having recently where a lot of people have. More for banter than anything. They've been saying it'd be really funny after everything that Newcastle fans have gone through, just be typical of their luck to yeah. end up in the Championship and be the richest club in the world in the Championship. <laughs> it would.
1: But not not necessarily the worst thing that would happen to them. But what happened to us when we went down into the third tier? It was the start. Yeah. It was the start for us.
0: Very um, true, mate. Very true. Yeah,
1: it's really true. I, I've actually got 3-1, as you saw there, for, for Leicester. And uh, their their one goal will be scored... Join the warm-up, um, because we're conceding that quickly that they'll be yeah. able to get one past us before we even started the game. Sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry mate, I've just, had, I've just had breaking news. Yet, yeah, some Maximum's just put Newcastle 1-0 up.
1: <laughs> so Andrew's yeah, gone good. 3-1 to Newcastle. Um Brookline says he's not related to Perez, but he does speak Spanish. Yeah, um, yeah, Brookline. We
0: know your relations now.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of man love going on there, I think, don't you? Um yeah. Anything less than a good two-goal margin on the victory for Leicester will be a disappointment for me, 3-1 at least. Get ready to be disappointed, David, I think. I mean, I've gone 3-1, but it's, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one-all... We're going to concede. Brad, thank you so much as always. Good luck in the quiz tonight.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm taking on uh, Doug, I believe, was in the chat earlier. So if I'm going to lose to anybody, I don't mind losing to Doug. I wouldn't
1: wouldn't like to be up against Doug. He knows his stuff.
0: Yeah, and and, and I've always said, I think I actually said it when he was on a show with us on here before, he's got a voice that to me sounds like the sort of guy that Sky would cut to when he's got some very big breaking news I can just imagine Doug yeah. one day announcing that, that Lionel Messi is, is the new uh, Barcelona manager or something like that I can just imagine yeah. his voice announcing it very professionally so I'm looking forward to <laughs> taking a on Get, yeah, Doug tonight it's going to be a laugh, it's going to be a yeah. good quiz
1: Andrew says that maximum just scored, but Kane is claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott goes four-two to Newcastle. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. It could be anything. We just, we just. It's like sticking the tail on a donkey. And that's no. That now I'm not saying that Leicester are playing like a bunch of asses, but that is what oh, it's like wow. trying to predict our score at the moment. Um, tomorrow five o'clock, then Brad. I will see you then, sir.
0: Yes, you will, mate. You will see me there. Um, with my yeah, th- with my seven reasons why Brendan is the man to get the job. If I can think of seven reasons, of course I don't know if I'll be able to. But that's the that's the, that's the way I'm listening to go about it. As many ways you, as if possible. If you can,
1: if you can look at maybe just getting one, that would be uh, that would be good. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Yes. Yeah. You've,
0: you've got twenty four hours sleep. to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate.
1: Definitely. Brilliant, mate. Great. As I say, good luck with the uh, quiz. Thanks for doing the next show with another Newcastle. I'm off to do another Newcastle show as well. We've never been as popular. Methinks that they think they might be going to win this. Maybe (laughs) on. Take care, bud. I'll see you tomorrow. All the best. Take care. See you, Bye-bye. We will see you, yes, tomorrow at 5, Brad, and we're hopefully going to be getting Anton from uh, Ant's Leicester channel, uh, Leicester fan channel, and then obviously 4.30 on the Sunday, we will be back, 4.30, yeah, 4.30-ish on the Sunday, and hopefully we'll be talking about three, as in three points, not as in three minutes (laughs) when we've conceded the first goal. Who knows? Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on the podcast, your support on both is always much appreciated. Take care and I'll see you uh, tomorrow night. Good night now.
0: Oh, ho, 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 ho. thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, Matt Elliott here.
1: That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, Participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport,
1: powered by fans.